Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Harris, Azera, Piven, Kuzak, Ackroyd, Arkin, Driver and Kuzak. We're looking at 1997's Gross Point Blank. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Planty, and I'm gross. <laughs> and I know, guy, I'm John, and I shoot blanks. <laughs> well, look, congratulations. <laughs> Thank <What's> you. <laughs> That's uh, nice for the show. <laughs> yeah, indeed, yeah. Uh, how are you, John? I'm good, buddy. I've just had my, my booster jab, so I am COVID-free. All right, okay. I thought old people would have got them before I did. That's well, that. t- tons of them young at heart. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you were about to die of COVID booster, but that's fine. Yes, ladies, gentlemen, listeners, boys, girls, whatever the fuck you are, we don't care. Go out and get your jab, please. <laughs> that would uh, be that would be very very good for everybody involved if you could do that. This, of course, is the podcast where we try and learn 100 things from every film that we cover. Our Johnny boy, what are we covering this week? So we're looking at 1997's Gross Point Blank. Oh, proper favourite of mine, this, you know. Uh, it really was. The, the music, the style, the, yeah. the John Cusack. It was just yeah. so good. It's very well written, I think. The dialogue's extremely oh, well written. Alan Arkin just not got enough time in it, but he was so good. So good. Yeah. I'm in this movie somewhere. I'm in the movie somewhere. No, you're not, mate. So long, sucker. You are. You are you you filmed all your scenes over lunch. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you had time when someone was shooting something else somewhere and you and they just got you in and threw you in a cheap suit. Keen to know, John, what, what could we have been talking about this year? Instead of this. Well, if you want to find out the films of 1997, you can go back and listen to Con Air, because we were talking about it back then. Oh, Con Air. Yeah, yep. good point. So, Con Air was also... John uh, Cusack. John Cusack, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, busy boy, busy boy. Yeah. Shall we begin? Yes, we shall. Okay. Fantastic. It opens, and it's a Hollywood Pictures. Uh, when did you last think of Hollywood Pictures, John? God. Yeah, forever ago. R.I.P. those guys. Uh, um, their first film was released in 1990, and it was Arachnophobia. Jesus, with Julian Sands. Julian yeah. Sands, yeah. I haven't thought about Arachnophobia in decades. That's it's one of those that I potentially do have to watch. Uh, <laughs> they made Terminal Velocity, pretty good. Super Mario Brothers, pretty shit. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> and our personal favourite, uh, Judge Dredd. The ugly, good, yeah. bad, the ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a Disney company, uh, and uh, they've they've managed to re rename a lot of their films now as a Disney film, which seems a little bit cheeky. That really is cheeky, yeah. isn't it? This is not one, but this is evidently why we got it on uh, Disney Plus in the UK. Yeah, true that. True that. Otherwise, we'd have to have sourced it ourselves. We would have had to. So- I, I would have had to source it myself from that shelf behind me, which I'm pretty sure. I've got. <laughs> 
somewhere. Uh, it's on, uh, if you want to watch it in the UK, people, it's on Disney Plus section Stars, which I can't put on without thinking, Stars! Please <laughs> do uh, Resident Evil Nemesis impression <laughs> whenever I go on Stars. Stars! And I said, what are you doing? It doesn't matter. I can't explain uh, it to you. I'm, watch- I'm watching your Iraq and setting it that they don't do it. There's no oh. Stars. Oh, that oh, sucks. Fucking get. Just get out. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. Uh, the titles are The Fantastic I Can See Clearly by Johnny Nash. Yep. Not to be confused, of course, with Johnny Cash. Uh, uh, one's the man in black and the other guy is black. Uh, so <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, 1990, yeah, 1972, reached number yep. one in the Billboard Hot 100, sold over one million copies, which is what gives it a gold disc in the States. But it only hit silver in the UK with 200,000 sales. Uh, covered in 93 for the Cool Running soundtrack by oh, Jimmy wow. Cliff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Nash, this blew me away, by the way, was not Jamaican. He's born in Texas and is the first non-Caribbean act to record in Kingston, Jamaica. Not Kingston upon Thames. Never get those two mixed up. <laughs> it, it never ends up. I'm a yardie from Kingston upon Thames. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear about Kingston, I think about my memory stick now. I'm bloody Bob Marley. I always think of white phone boxes. <laughs> Kingston Communications in Hull. Now that's a reference for nobody. For the people, of, the people of all. The people of all. Yeah, we, we no... might know we're perfect, but at least we're no Leeds. Is that known? Uh, <laughs> is that known? Uh, <laughs> yeah. the welcome to Hull. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> It's the M62, the highway to hell. I mean, Hull. Yeah, absolutely. So, John Cusack is Martin Blank, hence the name of the uh, the, the film. Oh, yeah. uh, he's setting up for this job. His job is he's a hitman. Sorry, no, he's a professional killer. <laughs> yes, that's that. That's where. That's where exactly. It's, what it's, a, it's a great line. Every time he does it, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, he's washing his eye out, isn't he? What is that? Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, what was that about? So I was looking this up. You can actually buy a, an eye bath. You can get 300 mils from Boots for five ninety nine, And right. basically, it's just literally, as it says on the tin, it's just in case you're in a like, dry environment and stuff, you actually just put that to your eye, open your eye, and just bathe your eye. It's a thing. All right. Wow. That's fucking weird. I don't like anything. <laughs> I don't like anything in my eyeball. So no, I don't either. I can't. I, the idea of contact lenses just makes me a bit sick. <laughs> if I'm entirely honest with him. Yeah. Touching your eyes. No, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, it's not for me, mate. So he, he's getting prepped for shooting. He's got his secretary on the phone. Uh, yep. It's sister Joan. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, a few members. There's a couple of members of his family in this, isn't there? Oh right, well, well spotted because I I only spotted Joan, but as I always do, uh, I, 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 I can't see her without, of course, thinking about Fantastic Boy. Adams Family <laughs> and, toys. and toys, Toy Story. Oh, toys! I've forgotten yeah, toys, toys even exist. Yeah, she was a robotic sister. Crazy she was the robotic. Jesus, I think I've maybe seen that film as many as five times as a kid. Wow, really? I yeah, loved it. Uh, it's one of those I think that I'd recorded off Sky when we first got Sky. And I watched it over and over. Why? Why did I watch that over and over again? Is uh, this guy on a bike pulls a gun on these mobsters? I mean, they look like proper extras out of Goodfellas, didn't they? Yeah, they, really, they were proper guns, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, they really were. Um, he shoots him before they before they can be shot, or this this main guy can be shot, and they unload clip after clip after clip on this this. this this 
I don't know, corpse on a bike, really, isn't it, at this point? Yeah. Um, goes, goes flying over this, this car bonnet, which I always like a stunt. Yeah. Uh, it should be more stunt men in film. Uh, and then the doorman appears and executes them all. <laughs> yeah, just standing there, blasting away. Yeah. This guy is a character called Grocer, played by whom? It's uh, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. And favourite, yeah. yeah. He's good in this. Yeah, you lot don't need us to tell you where we know Dan Aykroyd from. <laughs> but did you know he's made money out of founding those House of Blues music venues in the oh, States? Really? Yeah, and he's currently hawking Crystal Head Vodka, which you can buy a bottle which looks exactly as you'd expect it to, John. 48 mm. quid on Amazon for a 70 centilitre bottle. Do us a favour, listeners, if you are going to buy one, please shop anywhere else for your alcoholic skull bottles. <laughs> anywhere at all. We don't mind. Get yourself done at Costco. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so later they meet up at this bit of wasteland. Uh, Grocer is setting up a union. It's more of a club. It's more of a club uh, to, to make sure they don't get mixed up on jobs. Yeah. Uh, Grocer mentions that he sold tanks to Central America. Uh, these T-34 tanks. <laughs> and uh-huh. he says, yeah, I took a bath on those. Uh, T-34 tanks. Now, considering he must have sold these T-34 tanks in the last 10 years, right? So mm-hmm. eight, 86 to 96, considering how long, you know, this guy's been away from school. Yeah. But but probably more likely in the last couple of years, in, in the mid-90s. Soviet built since 1940. They stopped building them in 1958, would you believe? What? Yeah. Countries that still have them. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an extra point if you can guess a country in the world that still uses these tanks. Yugoslavia. <laughs> it's not even a country anymore, John. I just covered all that. <laughs> that will uh, better them up. Te- technically, you could have been you could have been right there, actually, uh, because Bosnia is one of them. But I'm not ah, giving, right, you, okay. that. I'm not giving oh, you that. Oh, boo. Uh, the, Re- the Republic of Congo, just in case, listeners, you're not sure, that's the democratic one. You tend to know that because it doesn't have democratic in the title. If a country has democratic in the title, it is mostly undemocratic. Yeah, they need to emphasise so it. North Korea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, on that subject, North Korea as well. Uh, the Yemen, Vietnam, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, uh, Namibia, uh, and Cuba, of course, Cuba. Nice. Yeah, if you want to learn more about Cuba, tune into our current episode of Everything We Learn from the Simpsons, uh, where we get to go to Cuba with Homer Simpson, which is uh, just as much fun as it sounds. <laughs> they must be reliable tanks, then, if people are still using them. Well, they're being used in Cuba. I can assure you, they are still using cars <laughs> from the fifties. <50s. laughs> so, right. Well, I was, I was, I was listening to some of the conversation that he was having with his secretary about the ammo. Did you hear about the ammo that they were using? Go for it. So. One of them I picked up on is she was asking for steel core right. ammo. So steel core pistol ammo is illegal because it's harder steel and it doesn't deform on contact. If you shoot Kevlar with it, it's, it will pierce it, so it's classed as armor-piercing ammunition. Right. But she also said something about soft point bullets. Uh huh. Yeah. So soft point bullets are primarily used for hunting with the deformation of the nose, creating a lower expansion and greater penetration. Uh, I know, as soon as I said penetration, I thought he was going to laugh. Um, but I didn't know that. I didn't realise there was a difference between the tensile like, strength of the, the, the metal. Okay, yeah, I've got you. Yeah, she, she, there's a little bit later on, which I might as well do while we're, while we're talking about bullets. She mentions, nine. she's shouting, nine millimetre subsonic rounds. Subsonic mm. ammunition is ammunition designed to operate below the speed of sound, which means it's less than Mach 
0.80, and it avoids yep. supersonic shockwave or crack of a supersonic bullet, which influences the loudness of the shot. So if you're shooting with a silencer, that's it. If you don't want to get caught, that's what you want to use. That's it. Perfect for assassinations, I would assume. Happy times. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Gro- yeah, Grosser says it's a concern that that, that I want. We've got Ecstasy. Uh, we've got uh, th- those Butch Filipinos. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah, great. Um, it's a really uncomfortable conversation. And, like, they're watching each other the whole time, aren't they? And kind uh, of always yeah. within, like... They're always about uh, to put their hand in their pocket and yeah. try and get their gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Um, he, he buggers off uh, and... And a new job comes in through the Carfax. Did you love this Carfax yeah. or what? <laughs> I've seen it. Oh, Jesus. Now, this is something that I lost a lot of time on uh, this morning, the Carfax. I yep. couldn't find a particular type of a model or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. basically lost to history in the internet. But the Toyota Century if you bought a Toyota Century, had an option which replaced the glove box space with an in-car fax. But that is all I could find. That is crazy madness, isn't it? It is stupid, Imagine. isn't it? <laughs> such a weird thing to have in your car. Yeah. <gasps> uh, he turns down... Oh, he's, he's going to go to Miami, but he turns down a job of blowing up a Greenpeace boat, <laughs> which comes yeah. in on the car fax. Because he's got models. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Greenpeace have a... Uh, Four ships, Rainbow Warrior, Arctic Sunrise, Esperanza, and Witness. Um, he's in Miami doing this job. He drops his camera through the vent into this sleeping man and yep. dro- drips poison down this string. And just as it's about to do, it falls on his face and wakes him up. I mean, this guy's a really light sleeper. <laughs> oh, yeah, as soon as it touched his face, he was yeah. up. Yeah, so he jumps downstairs with the gun and blows him away. He says, no, it's not me. He says, whatever I'm doing, you know, I'll stop. No, no, it's not me. (laughs) It's not me. And just blows him away. Um, So he's basically failed twice here. And and as we we go on through the film, he's really bad at this. Like, how does he manage, let's say, a five-year career? Let's say he was in the army for for four years. Five years, yeah. How does he manage a a five-year career of doing this? Because he doesn't do anything right the whole time but i think it's down to his mental state isn't it yeah because you can't you can't get it right he's it's no. maybe a professional uh so they're very unhappy um and he's got one last one last job that he can do he's meant to make it look like he died in his sleep uh and it just so happens it's where his reunion is yeah 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 because she's uh, the, the secretary's reading the the yearbook stuff, uh, and she is, yeah, she's reading out the kind of the, the the invite to the, and you're kind of like, oh my god, that sounds awful. Did yeah. you ever go to one of your reunions, John? So I, I no, I didn't. So there are a couple of things I was reading about these things. The American one is different from ours because what they do is it's every five to ten years, isn't it? Yeah, every five ten years they go there, but some people take their yearbook. So the yearbook is basically just an annual a record of what they've done, their highlights, stuff okay. like. That. So they take it with them so they can actually compare and just see. Because a lot of them write comments thinking, oh, you're going to be the funniest person or you're the yeah. hardest worker. So, but we, we don't have anything like that. No. Nah. Nah. They might do now. They might do now. Oh, they might the, do now, but yeah, no, yeah. no back then. But even no, even then, I was reading up on it as well, but apparently the tradition is dying out in the USA because of social media. That because makes sense. People are all, if you've got, if you leave school, the first thing you do is you add your friends on Facebook. So if you've got them there all the time, it's a point in meeting up. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, and to be honest, if you hate them, then like I probably did, then <laughs> yeah. what would you bother? Yeah, exactly. He's talking to his psychiatrist on his couch, as we've discussed already, the wonderful Alan Arkin. Yeah. Uh, he's not his doctor because he's afraid of him. <laughs> he doesn't like what he <laughs> does, but he keeps coming back and he's too too he's too afraid to not kind of listen. Yeah, but he loves him because he's writing, didn't he say something, but he'd write a couple of books. Yeah, yeah, and he said, like, I ghost no, them. I was ghostwriting them. So I was looking at that, just looking at ghostwriters, but ghostwriters, yeah. as it says in the tin, freelance writers who pen text and, and credit to somebody else, which is weird. But what I did look at is the sheer amount of money that therapists get. Now, bear in mind, every time you watch an American film, it seems like everybody and their dog's got a therapist. Mm -hmm. But generally, the prices range from $65 to $250 an hour. Wow. Therapist, I'm thinking, my God, that's a, that's a lot of work they've got. There's a lot of people with therapists. Even therapists have got therapists over there. So... Mm. If I was going to pick a, 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 I was going to pick any sort of career over there, it definitely was kind of some sort of therapy. Yeah, and now we move to an advert for our sponsor this week, BetterHelp. Uh, <laughs> 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 we're not sponsored by BetterHelp, but <laughs> we're, but that we were uh, would be uh, would be good. But yeah, it's it is an it's an expensive job, and, and this he's not getting his money worth here, is he at all? Yeah, <laughs> he nah. says I've been dreaming I'm the Duracell bunny. And he said, that's a terrible dream. It's a depressing dream. Mike Alan Arkin's yep. pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> go home, drink some punch, meet up with the girl Debbie. I'm kind of like, okay, who's this girl Debbie? Uh, Duracell launched the Duracell Bunny campaign in 1973. Yep. Uh, that's, that, that's, uh, there's a lot more on the Duracell Bunny and loads of court cases around it. It is very boring and very dry. I'm not getting into it. That, this is this is the one that got me right. So there was a couple cool. of things about that scene. So one was when he was saying about the dreams about Debbie. Yes, I was looking into this. So, but dreaming about an ex could mean that you're looking for closure, according to somebody called Terry O'Birch. The Duracell Bunny is 16 years older than the Energizer Bunny, as you okay. say, in 1973. But Energizer is is the sole rights to sell rabbit embroidered batteries in the US in the US that's so weird isn't it that they're the only one the only yeah, one the, U, the US one. and Canada and Dur and Duracell has kind of the rest of, of the world wherever yeah. wherever they wherever they sell them uh, I'm glad you managed to take that nugget out of there because I found that was a very dry uh, series of articles that I read yeah, there no, I, 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 I could have just got to sleep as you. <laughs> <laughs> I persisted a wee bit longer than uh, that but I went oh that's good, good. man Uh, Grocer finds that he's lost this Detroit job to blank, and he calls these feds who are seemingly after him. But he says, yeah. "Oh, I've I've got your I've got your uh, uh, I've got your pigeon." So obviously they're looking for they're looking for someone to sell. Yeah. Um, as Blank sets gets into town, uh, he passes the radio station, and mm -hmm. he passes Debbie, uh, which is uh, Mini Driver Hubba Hubba. Yeah, so it's good in this. Yeah, she's one of ours. She's very young, though, very young indeed. Um, she is. She's she's the radio DJ, and she yeah. seems to have a real kind of hard on for like two tone and kind of like punk scar, doesn't she? Yeah, no, <laughs> she no, really, she really does. Yeah, she's really into that. Really into that, and that's <laughs> good. Uh, he pulls up at the school and sees his old teacher, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Canelta. Um, yeah. She says, you did, uh, oh, you're Detroit's best disappearing act since White Flight. I, I kind of wish I hadn't learned about this, <laughs> about White Flight. Um, 
white flight is a term for large scale migration of white people from one area to another when an area becomes more racially or culturally diverse. Right. So fuck off the lot of you. Get up in the mountains <laughs> if that's your attitude. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a term that's been popular in America since kind of the the fifties, right? When areas started to become a little bit more ethnic, let's say ethnically diverse. Uh, so I, I kind of wasn't into that. I'm like just yeah, not great. Uh, he says, "Yeah, I went west like the Donner Party." Man, <laughs> I love the story of the Donner Party. I got a big kick out of this story. The Donner Party was a group of American pioneers who migrated to California in a wagon train from the Midwest. They were so delayed, they spent the winter 1846 to 1847 snowbound in the Sierra Sierra Nevada mountain range, like the beer. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some of the migrants resorted to cannibalism to survive, eating the bodies of those who had succumbed to starvation, sickness and extreme cold. Go on, the Donner Party. Jesus. No thanks to the wagon train. We are still alive. That's grim. So yeah, some yeah. So they did they did eventually make it, but uh, they they had a they had a taste for flesh. Uh, I was going to say they 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 for every, every cheeky uh, yeah. every cheeky bit of ham. Yeah, he says. Are you still teaching Ethan Throme? Uh, Ethan Throme is a 1911 book by American author Edith Wharton, uh, and they're basically having this kind of. He says, "Oh, you have this Mary Tyler Moore kind of thing going on." He's mm. flirting with her, but I'm kind of like, eh, I know. okay. That's weird. Mm. <laughs> stop that. <laughs> Just stop that. He heads off home. Uh, he gets home, but home isn't there. What's there instead? It's an ultimate, which I tried to Google. It turns out it's actually no, uh, a shop. It's yeah. an insurance, bro- insurance broker. Oh, right. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, yeah, he gets in. He walk. He, he's listening to Guns N' Roses' Live and Let Die, which, of course, yeah. is a cover of the Wings number, and, Live and Let um, Die. Doom, Doom 2 at the background. Doom you see that? 2. I did. I was like, Jesus, I didn't yeah. know Doom 2 was released as an arcade game. Yeah. I, I, I stupidly, when I was younger, I bought uh, Doom Is It Eternal or had yeah. Doom Eternal. But it turns out that's a soft reboot of Doom 2. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Doom 2 wasn't released in arcades. Yes. Uh, it's uh, just on this. Uh, Doom 2, however, was released in 1994. Uh, and Macintosh in 1995. All right, okay. Macintosh, remember those. Uh, he walks into this convenience store, and the music changes the instant he gets in. It's like yeah, a Muzak it's, version, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the uh, it's like a, a lift, like yeah, a ele- elevator music written written specifically for this film. That piece of uh, that Brilliant. that arrangement, yeah, it was really good. He's raging, isn't he? <laughs> right. He's asking questions to the guy behind the counter who looks just like Randall in Clerks. <laughs> it does, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, he's like, uh, you know, where, where, who, who are you? How long have you been here? Where's your manager? Where do you live? He calls the doctor uh, uh, and who doesn't answer and he leaves a voicemail. And this line's great. He says, so it turns out you can never go home. But you can shop there, <laughs> which I know is great. That was good. Yeah, please knock down my childhood home so I can say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These feds that are following them, I didn't recognise the the black guy, but I did, of course, recognise Hank Azaria. Oh, of course, Chris, you did. baby Hank Azaria. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a um, man of many talents. That mm-hmm. guy, man of yeah. many talents. He visits his mum in the hospital. Uh, it's t- mm-hmm. It turns out he's been sending money home 
but obviously with her not being particularly well, um, she they've they've lost the house. Um, yep. She forgets him right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes to see his dad. His dad is a uh, is is just a grave basically. Uh, he's there for seconds. He opens his bottle of Glenlivet, proper single malt, eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah on this Glenlivet, and, uh, and and pours it onto the grave and buggers off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which either really loved him or really hated him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think it's I think it's the opposite. I don't think he liked him too much. Uh, just while we're talking about where he is, um, Gross Point is in Michigan, and it's on the banks of Lake Saint Clair, which is right. actually not one of the official Great Lakes. Uh, there's five Great Lakes. Uh, this is often called uh, the Sixth Great Lake. There's been a number of attempts to have it recognised, none of which have been made official. Uh, there are five gross points that make up the city. Gross Point Park, Gross Point City, Gross Point Farms, Gross Point Woods, and Gross Point Shores. Now stop saying Gross Point. Uh, well, I honed in on the, is it the Ambassador Bridge? All right, yeah. Yeah, go uh, for that's, it. That's a, that's, I didn't even know the thing, but the Ambassador Bridge is a tolled international suspension bridge across the Detroit River. It connects Detroit, Michigan, United States with Windsor, Ontario, Canada. So it connects United countries. Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's just, it's a massive, massive structure. But they're looking to, I was reading up on it, they're looking to uh, replace it. I don't know why that's because they still have a steel that's in it, but they're, they're, they're going to build a wall. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, do it. But yeah, it was massive, wasn't it? It's was mm. quite a cool. Yeah, it's cool huge. Uh, Five dollars US to cross, or six uh, six dollars twenty five Canadian cents. Nice. <laughs> if you want to, uh, if you want to travel across that, um, just adding those on. That's great stuff. Back to the film. Next day, he goes to see uh, Die. I, I, I keep calling her Di. She's not called Di. She's called Debbie. <laughs> Some reason I've written Di here. Uh, they kiss. Uh, ten years ago, he stood her up on prom. Um, yeah. she, she was wearing sat- a seven hundred dollar dress, wasn't she? She was wearing a seven hundred dollar prom dress, John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you look up any prom dress facts? I, I, I didn't. Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. Tell me. Tell, tell us all. <laughs> so basically, I was just googling it, a price range between them, but it says uh, here uh, on the average the prom dress ranges from. $100 to $600. So I think I was sitting in a $700 dress was going overboard. <laughs> yeah, well, dad, dad, Daddy's got a few bob, hasn't he? <laughs> He's yeah, not sure. Like yeah. Uh, $700 US in today's money is $1,243 US dollars. That is an increase of 77%. Jesus. And that is inf- that's inf- that's crazy inflation, isn't it? Yeah. That is yeah. obscene inflation proper proper, proper, proper and did you notice on um facebook marketplace they sell a lot of these prom dresses because as soon as they wear them they, they stick them straight up for sale i, I had not seen that uh <laughs> maybe it's just my algorithm but i just i just can't get girls in prom dresses <laughs> i need to sort my life out man hang on it's just the cops here for john don't even get me started on Snapchat. <laughs> no, we've already been told you're not allowed to be started on Snapchat. Yeah. You're not allowed within 50 metres of Snapchat. I don't know. Uh, she admits on the air that she's confused by the feelings. Uh, and he he, he, he leaves and, and then kind of comes back in. Because they've got this really weird speaker system outside yeah, of the thing so as well. Yes, yeah, so we can actually hear the, <laughs> so the show. What's going on, which I think is probably only set up just for that one particular part of the film. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, she waited in this prom dress and he didn't show. So she asked the people, what should, what should he do? What should she do? Uh, Nathaniel rings up, make him wear that prom dress. And then Hank Azaria calls up from across the road. Uh, tell her why you're really in town. Tough guy. Which, yeah, like, doesn't make any yeah, sense. There's no yellow ribbons or something. Like that, yeah, there's, there's no yellow, yellow ribbon, which of course is tie, tie a yellow ribbon. Uh, the, the song, which is what you do when somebody returns, uh, from, I, I always assumed that that was supposed to be from, uh, from, from war, but I think it could also be prison, unless you're in the green, green grass of home. Uh, he's walking away, and as he's leaving, he clocks the feds, and this weird Euro trash-looking guy who looks oh. like his face has been moulded on something. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was a uh, uh, prosthetic at first. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, he's just a really unattractive man. Turns out it's his real face. But he's, uh, <laughs> Turns out he's a Spaniard. <laughs> he's, a, he's a stunt coordinator. He's done a lot. Right, of, okay. uh, he's done a lot of things like kickbox and all that sort of thing. So he's done a lot of um, martial arts movies. Oh, right. Okay, that explains what happens a little bit later on. Yeah, and his face. He keeps walking and he sees this guy, Paul, who's a friend from school. Uh, Jeremy Piven. Piven, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I really remember him from. Is he in Entourage? Is that a thing? He is in Entourage, and I've never seen a frame of it. Is that not the story of Donnie Wahlberg? Is the main character in that meant to be Donnie Wahlberg in real life? It is, totally, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if, if in the, the the end of the, the series he ends up marrying an anti-vaxxer. I'm not entirely sure. I don't really know what happens with him. But, yeah, that's I'm sure that's what that's about, but I've, I've never had any intention of watching a set. It just, it just is not for me. So Paul, his friend from school, is in real estate. They meet this couple at this open house. By the way, right? Wow. Who could afford this house today? Wow. Nobody. That I mean, was, with its faux Tudor kind of yeah, <laughs> thing. It's own police security, which is... Yeah, this guy, he's like, oh, you're the police, you know, can you use can you lose, use lethal force? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> when can you? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I was checking home security in America, mm-hmm. uh, and this kind of blew my mind a wee bit. So out of 127.59 million households in the United States, only 36 million have home security. So that's 30% of homes in the US have any sort of security. Wow. Unexpected. I was expecting a lot, lot more considering every time you watch a film or hear about America, it's like they like just to protect their own. It's like the property. fucking first purge. Is that what it's like? So I thought that would be the first thing to mind, but not only 30% of have some sort of home security. That that does surprise me, 100%. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of places that, that are in the middle of nowhere. I guess yeah, those places or, don't. Yeah, or either that or they do it themselves. Yeah, Just, yeah. Um, yeah. Out on a, in a rocking chair out on the front. Exactly, or a wee, uh, a wee, bit, a, a wee bit of uh, fishing line across the front door with a shotgun <laughs> at the other side. <laughs> Some micro machines in the hall, a couple of paint cans on the stairs. An iron ready to come in the shoot. <laughs> really hot doorknob. <laughs> oh, classic, classic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they drive past Debbie's. Oh, so it turns out, look, what I figured out from this was everybody stayed in town. <laughs> like, he's the only person left. that left yep. town, is, is yep. how it seems to me. Uh, they drive past Debbie's house. Um, <laughs> and it's brilliant. He says, that's Debbie's house. It creeps up on you, doesn't it? He's like, no, you drove us here. 
and his Beamer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that he bought from the – everybody bought cars from the same guy. Nobody drives American in this town, which I would assume nobody drives American anymore. I don't think so. No. Um, he, he admits he's a professional killer. Uh, is it an open market? He says, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, again, it's another instance of him just of people just going, yeah, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> can I join? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can, yeah. <laughs> Martin calls his secretary. What's his secretary called, by the way? I don't think I made a note to say. D- d- I'm sure she has a name. Uh, but, yeah, he, he calls her. Uh, she's brilliant at multitasking. She's screaming about these bullets, which we've talked about already. Yeah, and yeah. she's talking soup with family it's like it's just a base it's just a base yeah, to the yeah. soup <laughs> yeah she, she did his two conversations didn't she one is like yeah. talking about soup and the next minute she's yeah. shouting at the arms dealer yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the superstore the kids play in the Doom 2 arcade game with the headphones on uh, listening to uh, the Ace of Spades by Motorhead classic bit of music oh the secretary's called Marcella Marcella, of course it is. I think he maybe only uses her name once. Uh, Eurotrash guy comes in, and there's this running gun battle. Uh, it's fantastic. And the, the kid's still playing the game. He's missing the whole thing. It's brilliant, kind of like John Woo jumping sideways yeah, with yeah. guns and things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he runs out, and as Martin sees that he'd put some Semtex, in some C4 well, in the yeah, uh, microwave. He stuck some pens in potty and stuck it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin saves the kid uh, as the place blows up. A, a, a lovely, proper explosion, yeah. which is great. It's good to see. He says, you land on the grass. They're getting hit with uh, <laughs> empty cartons of milk and stuff. Yeah, toilet roll. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm not okay. I'm hurt. I'm pissed. And I need to find a new job. <laughs> and then just walks away. <laughs> yeah, he's like walking away, mumbling to himself, which I thought was absolutely that super. Was Instead of going, you need to stay here and wait for the post, he's just buggered off. Yeah. <laughs> I've got written here Discover Magazine at this very point, and I assume that at some point he picks up a Discover Magazine. I can't think why else I would have that written there. But Discover Magazine launched in 1980 and is a science and lifestyle magazine. Mm-hmm. You get a digital subscription now for one ninety nine a month, dollars uh, in and a print and digital version for 24.95 a year current stories include ancient humans had pets too and four crazy facts to know about your nose only what four a, oh what a load <laughs> of clickbaity shite eh? I know. 25 quid a year for that okay gramps <laughs> okay boomer <laughs> he's agreed to meet debbie at this place the hippo club she says you need to have Shakabuku, yeah. uh, which I was certain was an 80s band. I thought it was a singer. I actually <laughs> looked up and I thought, it's a singer, and it was he. <laughs> I think I mixed him up with Shaka Zulu. Do you remember, <laughs> Do you remember them? Yeah. <laughs> Shakabuku originates in the Chinese, Bud- the Chi- in the Chinese Buddhist texts. It's a real thing, and it translates as break of negative thoughts. Shakabuku. Shakabuku. Shaka Khan, let me write a Shaka book, and it's all I want to do. <laughs> I'm going to stop that. What's up with the stutter rap? There's nothing wrong with stutter rap. So, Jesus, the stutter rap. Wow, that's a reference for nobody. Christ, I'm only just old enough to know what that is. Shaka Khan, Shaka, Shaka, Shaka. He asks her to the reunion. She says, "No chance. You're still, you're still in the, uh, you're still in a timeout box." Uh, this woman, Amy, turns up really drunk, 
Uh, so he makes yep. his excuses to go to the bar. He goes into the toilet and the feds are there. Yep. Uh, so he knows they're onto him. Uh, and Gross is in the toilet and he comes out as blank leaves. And they're like, oh, he's coming back. <laughs> and he runs into the toilet. <laughs> that, that girl is uh, John Cusack's sister. Oh, right. Is that is that Anne Cusack? Is that... Uh, her name is Amy Cusack. Amy Cusack. Wow. Oh, no, yeah. no, you're right. Anne. Sorry, Anne my Cusack. bad. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I know he's got a sister, Anne. I didn't know she was much of an actor. But then arguably he isn't either. So <laughs> bit, a bit harsh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Considering we like the film. Uh, th- th- this whole point, we learn here that they can't do anything to him until he goes he through with yep. this with this killing. So yep. really everybody's holding on and waiting for this. They go to leave. He leans in for the winch and she refuses mm-hmm. him. He calls Marcella and she gives him the heads up of the feds. They're from the NSA and they're looking for a patsy and they've been set up by Grocer. We also find out that the Eurotrash kind of weird they call him a ghoul yeah uh is a basque separatist now basque separatists are something that used to be big in the news if you if you remember you know when we were growing up uh the basque region is an autonomous community in northern spain and the basque conflict ran for 52 years and only ended in 2011 because I remember even in my 20s, there was bombings on TV news, uh, which were always attributed to Basque separatists. I always thought a Basque separatist was a guy that removed women's underwear. <laughs> Basques, get the Basque off. <laughs> You'll just have to keep it on. <laughs> can't get it on. You'll have to keep it on. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen a good Basque. <laughs> Is that not one of those giant snakes with the big teeth? <laughs> Uh, he explains he hasn't even looked at the job that he should have been doing. He hangs up and heads to see Debbie. She's staying at her parents because her apartment got burnt down. Did you catch when it was burnt down, John? Uh, Halloween. So it was like the crow, wasn't it? it was Devil's night. The, the, yeah, Devil's night. <laughs> so Wait, what? <laughs> no, that was a bit spooky, wasn't it? This is this is weird. This is this is strange. Is this just something that happens? This is facts within facts within a fact. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, our very first episode, by the way, the crow. Yeah, the crow. Boy, we were different then. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, exactly. we had no idea what we were doing. And I want to go. I'll go. I want to go back and re-edit that for an anniversary. <laughs> <show>. <laughs> we will, we will re-record it when we get to hundred episodes. A hundredth episode, we'll do the crow in it. Uh, yeah, so the the whole thing here is right. He, he goes he goes to the window and she opens up for him, but and, and I I guess I wouldn't have known had it not been for the the subtitles because I was watching it with subtitles. It says in Jamaican accent, and she's like, "You can't come in." Oh yeah, like, yeah. Why? And then and she's like, "You can come in," and then goes back to the American accent again, like. I mean, is 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 that okay? Is that is, are you, are you allowed to do that? I mean, it was the nineties; do whatever you fucking want. I know. <laughs> I, was, I, was a, I was a bit what? weirded by that. Weird. You that you're very really white. Weird. You should stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not okay with that. I feel a little bit uncomfortable. Who wrote this? Oh yeah, John Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> she agrees to go to the reunion, but only if he does the airplane, which is this really weird thing yeah, where he lifts her up on his feet. Used to do that. My sisters when I was younger. Oh, did you? Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Get on, oh. you can fly. Yeah. What if What if your dad comes in? Oh well, he can. He can have an airplane too. <laughs> yeah. <he can> have <laughs> that, was, that was really that was good. good. 
<laughs> he says, he says, oh, I could stay. Uh, we could watch Crossfire on TV, something romantic like that. Uh, Crossfire was a political debate show that ran from 1982 to 2008 and then had some kind of little couple of little years post that. Uh, two guests, one representing left and one representing the right of American politics. Doesn't sound very romantic, does it? Nah, sounds like a bag of shit. It does sound like <laughs> a bag of shit, mate. It sounds like you're not really trying to do Newsnight. Is what that yeah. sounds like. <laughs> he leaves, and the next morning he's getting breakfast. Grocer comes into the diner that he's getting breakfast for. That's a good, a good scene. I, I like liked this scene a lot. Now, the the, the waitress comes over. And she says, she says, oh, here's here's the specials we've got. And one of them was the alfalfa on my mind (laughs) omelette. And I was like, we already know what alfalfa is. We learned two weeks ago (laughs) when we talked about the uh, Poseidon adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we couldn't even look at bloody alfalfa. Uh, And he says, oh, I'll have an an egg white omelette, please. And what do you want in it? Nothing. Nothing. Well, that's not technically an omelette. Let the man have what he wants, girl. Yeah, do I get his semantics? I just want the protein. <laughs> I just want the protein. It's a good line. Uh, but Grossman was sitting saying about how he should get onions and is it cilantro? Cilantro and onions for the blood, yeah. Yeah, so I looked that up. Did you look it up as well? I'm I didn't, mate, did. no, I didn't. Oh, did you not? No, I've really dropped the ball this week and you're picking it up. Good man. Uh, so onions have anti-inflammatory properties that may help reduce uh, high blood pressure and protect against blood clots. Cilantro, or coriander as we yep. call it, is good for lowering bad cholesterol uh, and increases the levels of good cholesterol. That just sounds like an absolute joke, doesn't it? It lowers the bad. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you the good. Um, it's very good for the digestive system. So uh, I need to get both of those in my diet, I think. Although my blood pressure is absolutely fine, I'm just overweight. Uh, yeah, I just I just love pies and pints. That's my problem. <laughs> well, they're good for your mental health. No, oh, for sure, for sure, absolutely. And with 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 my with my birthday coming up, it'll all be pies and pints, mate. I can oh, assure yeah. you that. I can assure you of that. So and basks and and, ba- and basilisks. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> um. So uh, your man grocer orders two poached eggs. Bran muffin and two toast scrape off scrape off the the, the, wa- the watery stuff and I kind of oh. get that with post eggs and I was really disappointed he didn't order two fried chickens and a coke like in Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be plagiarism. Uh, yeah. Oh no, it's, I've got that mixed up, haven't I? He he orders two slices of of uh, of dry white bread, dry white toast. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's uh, and it's it's not Elwood. Belushi. Elwood orders those, and, and, and Belushi <laughs> orders uh, two chickens and a coke. <laughs> well, every week we go on about this. The only, oh, way, to, the only way to fix it is just to cover it. We're just going to do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Blank makes a run for the place before Grocer can shoot him. But one thing I had missed is he, he, Grocer's got these. He says, "Oh, what are those?" And he says, "Oh, they're." Um, uh, the 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 herbal medicines or whatever, and, and Grosser yes. says, "No, you should you should be on you should be on this instead." Durazac. Durazac, that's it. Durazac. It's a brand name for fluoxetine. It's an antidepressant used for the treatment of bulimia, depression, neuroses, and obsessive compulsive personality disorder. It's been passed in the states for use on treating children aged eight and over with depression, wow. which seems crazy to me. What's it called? Uh, it's it's called well. The, his version was called Durazac, 
but the brand, it's a brand name of fluoxetin. Right, okay. Um, it's used also for treating premature ejaculation. So happy birthday to you as well, John. Yay! <laughs> uh, Christmas has come early, just oh. like me. <laughs> 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 but that absolutely blew away. And he says, we're only two years away from the government putting this in the water. In the water, yeah. And I was like, like okay, okay. So Blank makes the run and Grocer can't shoot him. They they make a lot of these weird noises. So he's doing like like a kind of a honking kind of ape noise, isn't he? Yeah. And all the way, all the way through, every single scene that there's kind of a, a, a fighting with... Grocer, he's going, he's going, popcorn, popcorn, you know, like, yeah. the, I'm like, what, what is, and I could not figure for the life of me what that yeah. was. I initially thought it was, you know, the, you know, that was, no, was that? but no, it wasn't that. Just popcorn, listeners, if you could figure, if you have any idea what the fuck that was about, that was about weird at the end, wasn't it? When he was trying to walk out and he started doing yeah. that, yeah, he does no. it all, yeah, doing it all the, t- all the time, you're like, um. And his, his song at the end, I quite liked. Anyway, by the by, we will we will get to that. <laughs> uh, he calls Oatman. Oatman tells him to concentrate on breathing uh, for twenty minutes and don't kill anyone. That <laughs> <Which I laughs> was great. Um, he's late for picking up Debbie, um, and he finally leaves uh, after talking, kind of talking to himself. And if and if you don't get on with me, I'll just kill you. <laughs> which is good. Uh, and we we kind of go back to the. We go back to the hotel room, the guest house that he's in, and there's a uh, th- there's another person there. There's a hand which sees the sees the invite and sees the phone ringing, and then he turns up. Uh, she sends him in to uh, to see her dad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I, I liked him. I, I I liked him very much. Uh, he, he says, "Oh, do you want a drink?" Uh, he says, uh, "He says no." He says, "Oh, good, good to see you. It looks like I lost my bet. I thought it would be after the millennium, so it was only three years out." Right? <laughs> yeah, it'd be shit on Potmaster then. Um, he he says, uh, "He says, oh, I'm a professional killer. Yeah, good for you. It's a growth industry. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, doesn't it? Like, everybody's cool with this. Everybody's yeah, cool with this. There's a dental. Can I join? This yeah, one? yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he." Uh, he says, "Oh, stay for a drink." No, he says, "I can't stay for a drink. I've got to, um, I've, I've, I've got to go. We're late. Fantastic." So they get to the party. They get to the the thing, and the piece of music that's playing at this point, John. Did you know it? No. It was "We Care a Lot" uh, by Faith No More, which I'm a big fan of. And oh, they, sure it's a great piece of music. I assume you know it, or you've yeah, heard it before. Yeah. yeah so I didn't know the name yet, but now when you, as soon as you yeah. said it, I'm like, oh, God, we care a lot. That's all they ever say. Yeah, that is almost all the way through. But unfortunately for you, John, they do say more, and I've got a little quiz for you on what they do care a lot oh, about. God. So it's just, it's it's they, they either care a lot or they don't give a fuck. You tell me. Number one, do they care a lot about killer bees? Yes. They do. They care a lot about killer bees. Uh, number two, do they care a lot about the SFPD? No, I'm afraid they do care about oh, their what? San Francisco Police Department. Yeah, they care about their NY and the SFPD. Yeah. Oh. Uh, number three, do they care about masked crusaders? No, they do not care about masked crusaders working overtime, overtime fighting <laughs> crime. Possibly, I don't know, uh, but they do. They do care about uh, the Transformers. 
is that is what they care is that is the Mattel toy that they care about. Who, who doesn't? Who uh, doesn't? Indeed, yeah, because uh, there's more than meets the eye. Is the lyric uh, number four? Do they care about the garbage pail kids? Yes, they do care about the garbage yes. pail kids. They never lie, which I don't really understand <laughs> that. Uh, and number five, do they care about just say no? No. They do not care about just, just saying say no. no. You it just was... told me to say no. If <laughs> <laughs> there was any question, it was Roland <laughs> that cared about just saying no. Roland, <laughs> a big, uh, big Grange Hill reference there for nobody. <laughs> was it? Was it Ziggy? Ziggy, it was Ziggy, yeah. Danny, but, um, what was he called? That got uh, addicted to heroin or whatever. Got killed. Died. <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, Daniela Westbrook <laughs> in Grange Hill. This has got really niche. This this is why we're popular in Britain and nowhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because people no like Grinch, Green Shell. Americans have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. So Green Shell? <laughs> Green Shell. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Uh, so this guy that's a lawyer offers him a business card. Uh, he says, oh, hang on a second. No, uh, actually, I'll give you one of these. The lid's got my details on. And John... I'm not lying. I'll be able to show you. Listeners, unfortunately, you won't be able to see. But, John, I am currently writing with my own personal. You won't be able to see that on that camera, I'm sure. Yeah, so that's important. We'll come back to that pen later. Yeah. As soon as again, I thought that was going to yeah. come back. Uh, if you wanted uh, 250 of these pens, John, today, with with uh, with with that company name on that we mm-hmm. that we shall not uh, mention or potentially with the podcast name on it's not a bad idea uh yeah. they'll cost you uh they'll cost you a tenner 250 pence well that's good it's not, oh, plus that so we'll figure that shit out uh and not order those because that's i mean who uses pens cool remember pens <laughs> <laughs> dharma from dharma and greg's in this film very very briefly isn't she yeah, Jenna, 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 Jenna Elf, Jenna Elfman, Jenna. Yeah, she's very, very briefly in this film. Yeah, uh, and she, uh, and she's got the, she's got the, the neck brace on and all that kind of, all that yeah. kind of piece, hasn't she? Uh, that's uh, John Cusack in uh, Sixteen Candles wore one of those. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Sixteen, Sixteen Candles is a good film. Sixteen Candles <laughs> makes me cry. It does. Sixteen Candles I does think, honestly make me sob. Bill Cusack might have been in this bit. So Bill Cusack, his, his brother, John Cusack's brother, was a waiter. But I can't remember if he was a waiter in the bar that we're in, or he's a, one of the waiters. That he's oh, he's one of the guys the like behind the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a family affair. <laughs> Indeed it is. Indeed it is. <laughs> Gross point nepotism. <laughs> that is Hollywood. It's just what happens. <laughs> Uh, she died for a moment, <laughs> this character. She crashed a car on some ice and died for a moment. Uh, everyone in this kind of, this scene's really falling apart, aren't they? Yeah, think, the lives are a mess. I think the whole thing is that Blank's meant to be the most together, strangely. Like, yeah. you, you know, you start the film thinking he's the least together and actually turns out he's the most together. Uh, he sees this character, Tracy, and her baby. This baby, by the way, I was know. so cute. It's so sweet, wasn't it? These big eyes. Oh, mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, that baby will be 24 now, John. Jesus. <laughs> God. Do you feel old yet? Is, is he uh, is he filing a, a case against Nirvana for taking the new pictures? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son. There's <laughs> <laughs> been a murder. <laughs> Excellent work, yeah. 
Uh, he holds the baby and he, uh, this, this, this epiphany of staring contest, basically, uh, to Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. Yeah. Big That's fan of this song. number. Really like this particular. There's a uh, lot of good songs in this, this prom. So is this music that they, they have, like, soon when they leave? Is it the music that was there when they leave? Y- yes, and, yes and no, because Under Pressure's 1981 song. Ah, um, okay. Yeah, in, in Canada... And the Netherlands and the UK, it got to number one. Uh, it's covered in 2005 by My Chemical Romance and The Used. I don't oh. know either. Uh, and charted, barely charted in the US at 48. And in 2018, it was covered by Sean Mendes featuring Teddy. Now, I don't know if it's Teddy Sheringham, Teddy Ruxpin, or that bear from AI. <laughs> I wasn't Aye. sure. Oh, that makes me cry as well. Oh, oh, oh man, that rips me apart, that film. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think it's because no one loves me. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> so I was looking at I was looking at music from my leaving. Dude, oh, my right. leaving. What, what yeah, year yeah. did you leave? So I was nineteen ninety one. Right, yeah. okay. So I've got there's a lot of amazing music. There's KLF, there's all sorts going on. But the three the, my top three I've yeah. picked um, R.E.M., Living yeah. Religion, uh, Nirvana, right. Little Team oh, Spirit. Wow. And this is my, and I, I felt as if I listened to this all the time, The Clash, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that was that was a re-release. I remember right. that um, I remember that that coming out. Was that Bohemian Rhapsody year as well then? Because I think that was Christmas yeah. number one. Yeah, yeah. I did the same, mate, but I did it slightly differently. I looked at the top three biggest selling singles and I wouldn't dance to any... Well, you, you can't dance to any of these three. So I left in 96. Right. Uh, one, of, one of both of... Well, two of these were released after I left school because I remember Killing Me Softly by the Fugees, one time uh-huh. was uh-huh. like the summer. That was Euro 96 that came out. Right. Uh, wannabe by the Spice Girls. God, I think I finished my exams by the time that came out. I hate that. Uh, Spaceman by Babylon Zoo. Oh Jesus! Oh, the, the best, the best intro ever, and it just turns yeah. in a piece of shit, doesn't it? It's brutal. <laughs> uh, but I did have a look at what. Let's have a look at what you could have won. Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Oh yeah. Uh, Children by Robert Miles. Oh, R.I.P. That why well, he dead. I died. Yeah, yeah. That was, oh. that, was, that was an anthem, man. I loved it. That what was about a children? Are they orphans now? <laughs> uh, uh, Don't look back in anger by Oasis. It was a belter. Yeah, it was a belter. Five yeah, star yeah. of the prodigy. Jesus, that whole uh, album was amazing. Absolute personal favorite dance tune of all time. Uh, Born Slippy by Underworld. <laughs> that is a tune. It's an absolute banger. That I did also miss one. off Insomnia by Faithless, which is also a banger. Oh, it's awesome! But uh, uh, I, I, I'm I, slippy. I am. I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to go downstairs uh, after this, and I'm going to put the old uh, Google Home speaker on as loud as it will go. It's a Thursday night. It's nine o'clock, and I'm putting on some bangers <laughs> from thirty years ago. <laughs> oh, all good tunes, man. Fugees as well. Whatever happened to Lauren Hill? That's a shame. That, that uh, Miseducation, Lauren Hill, is an absolute stonking album. Do people still? Do the kids still say stonking? Listeners, please tell us. Please tell us if they still. Say well, funny you should say that. Hail and Pace had a song in 1991. I seem to remember they had a couple. Yeah, 
Oh, it's called the, the stonk, stonk. Something? Doing the stonk or something. Yeah, that does ring a bell. Aye. Jesus Christ. Thanks, John. I've just I forgotten how to tie my shoelaces. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, just forgotten how to tie my shoelaces. Thanks to you. I've forgotten how to drive. Yeah, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Uh, but the the kid the kid's cute. That's the whole thing. That's all point I want to make there. The kid is very very cute. Um, we briefly meet uh, Bob Desp- Desposito. Desposito. Not that is that not that song? Desposito. Uh, he's a car dealer and a massive wanker. Oh, it really is. <laughs> with, it's quite a shoe. His tash. Yeah. Like, do you want to do some blow? <laughs> uh, and I'm, was it, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know who you are. I'm drawing a blank. Shit, part um, so he's shocking part. Um, so Debbie and Martin have a heart to heart. She says, "You aren't broken. You're 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 a sprain that can be fixed." So they head to the nurse's office to make out. I'm like, "Ah, oh, oh, that's oh, hey, don't spin yourself." Yeah, uh, but here, <laughs> here, here to the uh, to to the main entrance is the Euro trash ghoul uh, pretending to be this guy Sidney Feldman. Have you been abroad? <laughs> I'll um, catch a dance with you later. Yeah. Debbie's <laughs> going to say goodbye to her friends before they head away. They've agreed that they're going to just kind of go, go away. Bob appears and and threatens to batter Martin. Martin puts him right in his place, doesn't he? Like, I haven't yeah. thought of you for a second. And he said, I wrote a poem. <laughs> he's like, uh, skip to the end. Which is, I was like, oh, space reference. Although it's pre-spaced. Uh, he said, do you want to do some blow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Martin goes to his locker, and this Eurotrash shows up, and they have this fantastic kung fu fight. Oh yeah, it's great. Good. Yeah, well, well done. John Cusack's stunt double is brilliant in this scene because <laughs> it is blatantly a man in a wig. Oh yeah, <laughs> it definitely. is not. It is not John Cusack at all. Um, and what is even better at, at it is it is it just works really well. It seems to be choreographed towards to the beat mirror in the bathroom. Yeah, and I've had so many chances to go and see the beat. Mm-hmm. And I've turned them down. So I had a chance to go and see the beat at Larbert Town Hall, John. Jesus. <laughs> Which is the shittiest venue in the world because I didn't want to pay 20 quid to sit uh, in Larbert in Town Larbert. Hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's the, uh, it was probably about 500 yards from my house at the time. So the beats uh, were formed in Birmingham in 1978. Mm. They are known as the English Beat in the USA and Canada, as there's already a band called The Beat. And this song was released in 1980 and reached number four in the UK. It's a good song. It's a good good number. Well into a bit of two-tone. Do you love a bit of Mm two-tone? He uses the pen and stabs the guy in the neck, doesn't he? Kills him. Right right in the throat. Uh, Yeah, fantastic work. Paul turns up. And oh, helps no, him with she, the she, she, she turns up. First, she does. She sees yeah, that he so murdered him. And she runs off screaming. Like she mm. was okay with the fact he was a killer when she didn't think he really was. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul helps him into the boiler room. I thought Freddie would be quite impressed. Uh, and there's a really good burning hand acting bit here where he puts he puts his hand on the thing, uh, oh, and it's yeah. obviously meant to be hot, but it quite blatantly isn't. And he's isn't. like. Fucker! Because <laughs> he touches good, it twice. <laughs> the I second know. time, it's good. And Pevin's all over it with his hands yeah. and doesn't even bother. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Martin heads home. He calls Oatman's machine and fires him. I'm doing well without you. I don't need you. Um, mm-hmm. Debbie comes to the door. He explains it was him or me. Uh, he says, in the army, you grow to love it. 
She says, you're a psychopath. He's like, no, psychopaths do it for no reason. I do it for money. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, whoa, no, she, she's out. She's done. Uh, the next morning, he calls Marcella, and she's smashing up the PC. She's throwing this can of oh, gas she's around. Good. She's <laughs> loving life, isn't she? She's loving it. She's got the fag on as well, which you're like, you would have blown yourself up, love. <laughs> but back in the days, they must have thought just hitting it with a hammer would destroy that hard drive. That's it's right. It's harder to do it than that. Exactly right, yeah. Um, he says, look, you know, uh, uh, are we out of business yet? She says, I'm just taking the office down. Uh, basically, says, look under the desk. It's massive brick of money, isn't it? Oh, money. Lucky she didn't say the place in fire. Well, I was thinking that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he finally opens the papers, and it turns out that it's Debbie's dad that's the mark. Uh, next scene, Debbie's dad's out jogging, uh, and Grocer's going to shoot him. He's in this kind of this minivan, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just lining up the shot, wasn't he? Yeah. And then comes Martin flying on these Cadillac or his, Coupe de Ville. Yeah, that's right. Um, he grabs him and saves him. Keep, you know, keep, yeah, keep, keep down. He says, uh, I've got a contract on you, but as I'm in love with your daughter, I have a newfound respect for life. And then Grosser is like, just because he's in love with his daughter, that punk has a newfound respect for life. Yes, there's a brilliant line. It works so well. Uh, drives him home as the van chases them. Uh, Grosser's got goons in there. Hired goons. He explains to Debbie as he's shooting these guys that he's ready to settle down. Uh, he get, the, he takes him up to the bathroom with these guns and he gives her this gun with the... With the it's basically uh, a hand cannon yeah, with a sight on it. With the, with the laser side. Yeah. It's like the, the one that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets at the beginning of Terminator. It is, yeah, yeah. And he... Um, he, he, he puts him in the bathroom. Anyway, he then opens the door again once he shot a guy. She goes, make this gun work. It's <laughs> <laughs> great fun. <laughs> um, there's this John Woo-style shootout in the kitchen. Um, and then the feds turn up, and they both blow them away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they run out of bullets. Uh, they agree to... He says, oh, look, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll, I'll throw you, you know, I'll throw you a gun for ten grand or something, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah he says, uh, well, "Okay, spot me." <laughs> yeah, and as, as he as he kind of jumps out to give him to give him the gun or to shoot him, he picks up this massive CRT TV and just yeah. smashes it over his head yeah, because he goes popcorn in the next <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, and and he's you can see the body kind of like shaking. That TV isn't still plugged in. I'm so, not entirely sure not, that. Look this up. So apparently, because the amount of capacitors within the CRT, uh-huh. it can actually retain charge for charges for months, oh, but not, work. but not, but not enough to that. But start, it must equate, account for it because he's, he's blatantly. Zzz, zzz, yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. yeah. He's 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 going like shocker, isn't he? Uh, you couldn't do that with a telly today, though, could you? Nah, no. Nah. <laughs> you you'd barely hurt somebody by putting well, you, a. You brain them though, because they're flat as a pancake. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He heads to get Debbie and Dad, uh, and he says, "Will you marry me?" Uh, Dad's like, "Well, you got my blessing," <laughs> which is, it's just, I was like, "Okay, yeah, he's of course, of course, he has, yeah, fantastic." She shuts the door on him, and the next scene is them driving off into the sunset, uh, and she, she's basically saying, "You know, you've got to take a chance. You've got to get out there," and uh, and that's the movie. That's the film. No. I had a great time with it, John. I don't know about you. Uh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, watching that again just brought it all back and I yeah. realised how much I really enjoyed it. No, it's good. Really good. Mm. Absolutely the same. How, what else have you got for us? So a couple of things. So at one point he says, um, when he's wanting to speak to Grossman, patch me in. I just looked up with him. Basically it's because the original telephone switchboards were 
boards and literally had a patch cable. That's right. Yeah. 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 I uh, used to I used to train that when I was at NTL. I used to explain to people how it used to work. Oh, really? And and, how, uh, and then how a switch works now. So right. if you wanted to phone somebody from one landline to another landline, how the switches work. So it was all part of the kind of the, the training because if a switch went down, you, you, you had to it. you had to explain what the problem was to a customer. Right. Not that they ever fucking did. <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah. Uh, he spoke about the is it the Danube? Oh, what's the Danube? Oh. So he says he's in Budapest. Yes, and he, oh, and he the says, Danube. Oh, I, yeah, they say, I can see, it's can see oh, on the Danube. Is that not a yogurt? <laughs> no, don't know. The Danube yep. uh, is the second largest river in Europe after the Volga in Russia. It flows through most of uh, Central and Southern Europe from the Black Forest to the Black Sea. All right, okay. Other things I've got is, so because Grossman was informing on Martin, I was looking up the FBI's or the, the informants and it says that the, on an article it says that the FBI and other agencies paid informants $548 million in recent years and many were towards committing authorised crimes. So they'd pay these people to, to do things to try and flush criminals out. So, right. so they paid them a hell of a lot of money. So it's $548 million is a lot of cash. Yeah, also, isn't um, it? I seen a, 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 like a poster for a pep rally. Yeah. And pep rally is just a meeting aimed at inspiring and enthusing before a sporting event. I thought it was something else. I thought it was some, a, way, a way of raising money, but apparently not. It's just basically a meeting to sort of get people enthused. I thought it was the stuff you took when you got indigestion. <laughs> that's abysmal. Easily done. Oh, that's abysmal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and club soda, which I thought was like the club's kind of soda. Tons mm-hmm. of club soda is just carbonated water. Yeah, that's it. Infused with added minerals. Yeah, so yeah. that's me. Okay. That's me then. Good. Fantastic. A uh, couple of other things. Uh, right at the very beginning, Grosser mentions, uh, here I am from Astral Projection, uh, an out-of-body experience where the body travels via the astral plane, as seen in Doctor Strange films, and that Insidious film, which I assume you've seen. Yeah, yeah. It's not the house that's astral projecting, John. It's your son! <laughs> A lot <laughs> of shit that is. Hate that. He mentions that he murdered the president of Paraguay with a fork. No uh, president of Paraguay has ever been murdered with a fork. <gasps> he and lied. It, why must films lie to us, John? He, he acted at me. He, he did <laughs> act at you. I'm sorry. Uh, Cobo Hall is mentioned. Going to Cobo Hall. It's an exhibition centre now called Huntington Place, originally named after former mayor of Detroit, Albert Cobo. And the North American International Auto Show has been held at the centre Every year since 1965, except for, t- uh, yeah, last year. Except for last year? Because, with obviously. The, you know. With the, the vid, the COVID. Yeah, that's right. Finally, NHL goons. He mentions, somebody says something about being an NHL goon. And I was kind of like, I, I know that, because I know there's a film called Goon with Stifler. Yeah, Have you seen that yeah. film? Uh, no. It, no. It's worth watch. It's worth watch. I don't know about the second one, but it's definitely it's, worth a watch. Uh, and an NHL goon is also known as an enforcer. It's an unofficial role in ice hockey. Uh, basically, it's like the tough guy or the yeah. guy that will get into the fights. The um, Vinnie Jones of... Uh, pretty much, yeah. Slams heads indoors. <laughs> yeah. It's been emotional. That's me, Johnny boy. How do you think we did? 
Uh, 72. Higher. 82. Higher. 92. Higher. 102. Higher. What? 110. 105. Jesus, me. Amazing. That was great. Yeah, amazing. And, that was and do you know what? That's all on you, bud, because I, uh, I I missed quite a few things that I usually would not, uh, wouldn't miss. It's been a bit yeah, of a week. You had 70 in your head, didn't you? So, I did. Yeah, in my head before that. we started. Yeah, that's what I thought we would. I'm glad we did because I like getting a lot of a good film. Me too. Really me do. too. And there's a lot of music <laughs> stuff. There's a lot of nonsense. Okay. Uh, look. The, Listeners, we really appreciate that you have upped your listening with us. We're having a great time, and apparently so are you. If you like what we do, tell your friends. Uh, give us a five-star rating wherever you can. But most importantly, tell a friend or a family member or just somebody that you think will like this, that you think would like to listen to this, even if it's just one episode, because, I don't know, they might listen to two episodes, and that would be really good for us. Uh, you'll get us on the Twitter at 100 Things Pod. You get us on Instagram and FacyB at 100 Things Film. We're also on TikTok, which we keep saying we're going to do more of, but we're meeting up in a couple of weeks. We'll do some drunken TikToks then. That'll be a lot. Of fun. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll share them out over the uh, over the weeks, That'll over the drunken weekend. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, John, do you want to say something lovely to the lovely people at home in the cars? No, oh, get it on. Big thanks to everybody. We're riding high in the chart, so ah, life's good. No, mm. it's um, all down to you guys because. At the end of the day, we're doing this for you. <laughs> we're doing it for you guys, not just ourselves. <laughs> That's lies. We're doing it because we've got know, nothing better to do. Roy didn't slip at the beginning there. <laughs> we're doing this for ourselves. <laughs> you just happen to be there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So again, we'll be back next week. Oh, John, we're back next week with an absolute belter from the nineties, aren't we? God, yeah, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, Jesus. and we may or may not have a very special guest if he gets his ass in gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, John. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that one. Actually, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. it's great. Great episode. Great guest. So we'll have yeah. uh, we'll have some we'll have some fun with that one. Save your country. <laughs> <laughs> want to, want to learn more? <laughs> and uh, listen next week. Uh, but for now, uh, he's been uh, he's been John. I've been Mark, and we've been 105 things we've learned from Gross Point Blank. See ya. See ya, guys. Bye bye.